This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. This is Media Week at OzPod 2017, first of a series of podcasts today. Our special guest, Charlie Clawson. Charlie, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, well, it's, I don't want to sound too much like a fanboy, but it's great getting you here in person. <laughs> After hearing your tones across um, the three sort of podcasts, well, two I uh, listen to regularly. Now, you're a podcaster in your own right. Yes. But you're not terribly prolific. Would no. that be right? Well, I think what happened is uh, I, uh, when I did uh, That's Awesome, which was my solo podcast, um, uh, it was just a... It was one of those things where uh, I've just given a talk about sort of working out what your show is as you're doing it. And that was definitely the experience of doing That's Awesome because um, the whole idea behind that was I had some people in my life who I thought were interesting that some who the public might have known, but other people, they, they maybe they didn't. And I just wanted to get these people um, on microphone and just get their stories out there. And um, one of the people I, I got on the podcast was my mother who at that stage was battling um, stage four breast cancer. Okay. And towards um, the end of her life, we, we did three podcasts, which were all about her um, approaching the end of her chemotherapy. She'd been trying chemotherapy, was not making any progress, and then she reached a decision to not do the chemotherapy anymore. So the last interview I did with her was uh, like a month before she died, and that ended up being the last episode of That's Awesome, because I sort of felt like it was the perfect bookend to that series of interviews. Okay. If, that, if that show was about, uh, you know, the people in my life that I thought were interesting, I felt like I had reached a perfect conclusion. Like, who's going to come on after that, that last interview, you know? Where, and it was quite a, a profound kind of interview for me. It was, you know, I encourage anyone um, uh, who has someone who is, is battling cancer or, or going through cancer treatment right now to listen to it because my mother's perspective is is pretty remarkable and I I just sort of felt afterwards that it was a nice it was a nice full stop on, on that series. Yeah, well, you and you and Will, of course, set a pretty cracking pace. Yes, with, um, with um, two guys, one cup. You haven't renamed it, have you? It's still no, two it's guys, still two guys, one cup. An and, AFL podcast, just yeah. to sort of <laughs> give it just that distinction. Yeah, and uh, Tofop, of yes. course. Um, so you don't really get, and you've got a day job as well. Yeah. So um, I guess you don't get a lot of time for for other stuff. Yeah? No, I mean, look, the, the, for, it's hard with Will and I, uh, with our current day 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 jobs and schedules. It's sort of hard for us to get together more than the two shows we do together at the moment. But I definitely think that I probably have room for another podcast in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just trying to work out what what I want to do. I sort of keep umming and ahhing between certain things, like. I was just talking to uh, Osher Ginsberg about podcasting, and one of the hard things about podcasting is you generally need another person to do it with. Um, you know, there are podcasts where people just get on a microphone and talk, but generally it's more interesting <laughs> if there's at least two people. So it's sort of hard because, you know, you, unless you're doing the show with the same person each time or if you're going to get guests in each time, then it just becomes a bit more logistically difficult. Sure. Was it? Maybe a bit of therapy for you this morning, talking about developing a podcast. Did it, did yeah. it help you sort of uh, when well, you were preparing for that? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's funny. I haven't thought about it, but you're actually, you're actually quite right. Like having to sort of um, crystallise what it is, you know, if I was to advise someone on starting a podcast, that's essentially what I did at OzPod today was give my four tips for people who are thinking of getting into podcasting. And I feel like... Can you share them now with us? Yeah, well, I mean, the simple four points is one is like, don't wait for the perfect idea, just just do it, get out and do it. 
Um, the second one is uh, stick to a regular schedule. Um, you know, people are so spoiled for choice with podcasting options. If you do one episode one week and then it's six weeks till your next episode, then people are going to forget about you. And then the final two things were um, uh, uh, embrace the format, long-form conversation. Like, it's not radio. It doesn't have to be snappy and punchy and zingy. Like, I think it, what makes podcasting so appealing for a lot of people is the fact that you can really explore ideas and then the last thing is, like, bring other people, bring other creatives into the process. Yeah. Just explain to people listening, there's a bit of background noise yeah. here. We're, we're at OzPod and they've just had their morning break and uh, everybody's coming out for morning tea. But I quite like sitting out in this public area. So that's another thing about podcasts, that often the more rougher and readier, it's, it's enjoyable because, you know, there's stuff going on, you know. I mean, you guys have got a couple of live podcasts coming up uh, later this month, I think, yeah? Yeah, September 15th and 16th at the Opera House, which is... Insane to think that this podcast that Will and I started in my front room, you know, is now going to be playing the most prestigious entertainment venue in Australia. But um, it's uh, it, it is that accessibility that I think people like about it. Um, I know personally, I can only I assume people who listen to my podcast are like me in what they like in podcasts because what we try and do with Tofop are the kind of shows that that we listen to and. We like the fact that it's kind of not super slick, that it's, that it's, uh, 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 it's something that feels like you know the people that you are listening to. You've, you know, you develop relationships in your mind with these people. The, um, are we in a bit of a podcast bubble, do you think? I mean, I'm, you think about the days of the tech boom and stuff like that. <laughs> when podcasting's gone crazy, I, I get a feeling it's, it's going to get to a level and maybe pull back and find it's true... You know, the people who are going to be there for the long term and people who aren't just thinking, oh, it'd be great to do it. Because it's, it's a pretty big commitment, isn't it, to start it and then keep it going week after week, which is one of the great things you and Will do. I mean, you're there all the time, right? Yeah. Even though you could be across the other side of the world, either one of you. Yeah. still there. You make this time. Yeah. Well, the, one of the best things um, to happen for us was to... We started a Patreon um, account, which and Patreon is basically like a crowdfunding okay. uh, account, which enabled us to get a little bit of money that we could hire people to help us produce the show. So Will and I do spend a large part of the year in different countries, but we can hook up via Skype and then record the podcasts um, on our own digital recorders at either end, and then we send the files to our producer who cuts it together and makes it sound seamless. Producer in Oregon, I think, is that right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Michael, Michael Wayne, in, uh, who's based in Oregon. But um, I don't know if it's a bubble. Like, I, I, I feel like people are only just starting to wake up to podcasts. I feel like there were early adopters. Like so it's we, got a long way to go, possibly, yeah? Well, if you compare it to the States, yeah. I mean, if you think about what's happening with podcasts in America, like, they're, like, gigantic superstar networks with hundreds of thousands of of subscribers, you know, like the Nerdist podcast or Joe Rogan or WTF with Mark Marin. Like, these are mega podcasts where they have serious um, sponsorship, they have serious deals that spark other kind of um, media. Like Nerdist have branched into television. Mark Marin, uh, you know, he was able to get a, a comedy sketch series off the back of his podcast. He's getting a fair bit of acting work now, I think, too. Sorry? He's cropping up in acting gigs, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, my hope is that, you know, we, we've had a, um, a producer helping us out on Tofop just strategize where to go to next. And his sort of read 
of the landscape is that people are still catching up to what podcasting is. Like, it's almost too early to be going in looking for um, sponsorship or branding with a lot of agencies because, um, you know, they're still very much in a traditional media world where it's TV and, and, and radio. And so it's educating those people about how popular podcasts are. Um, I mean, I still, when I tell people what I do with Will, have to explain what a podcast <laughs> is and where to find it. Like, people often still don't get it. Yeah, yeah. It's a very personal experience, isn't it? And I find it hard to be too critical of podcasts because it's in a way it's like your social media. Yeah. There's no wrong podcast, really, no. is there? It's just, if that's what you want to do, well, you know, it's, um, it's media for everybody. I mean, some of my favourite podcasts I would be reluctant to recommend to anyone because they are so niche and I've been listening to them for so long and I have such a understanding... Um, of the relationships of the hosts that, you know, if I was to recommend it to you, that you'd listen to it and I, and I think it would just be a bit, you wouldn't be able to get into it as, as easily. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the attraction, right? Is that you find your very specific interest and then you find people talking about that. Sure, sure. Um, tell us a little bit about you. I mean, Everybody, or a lot of people know you from Home and Away, of course. Now, have you left Home and Away? Yes, I the, finished the, Home and Away in December. What happened to the character? Uh, he's not dead. Oh, okay. well, <laughs> windows, doors open, maybe. Well, it's good. I mean, I played Ada Nicodemus' husband, and um, I think traditionally she's been on the show 16 years, and every one of her husbands has ended up in a casket. So I managed to uh, buck the trend. Right, um, and you've done a podcast with her too. Yeah, I've done. A, I've done. I just did a couple of podcasts. So yeah, and I finished up Home and Away. I did. I was almost five years on on that, and it was a great show. I, I really loved it. I still have a lot of a, affection for all those guys, but felt like it was time to to try something else. And so um, this year, uh, I uh, did Wolf Creek, um, which will be airing on Stan. I think in December. I, I was told last night that you don't give too much away. That. Uh, oh, I can't, can't, can't give anything away, but, um, you know, it's Wolf Creek. But you've so... been talking a bit about it on uh, Total. Yeah, think, yeah. You? I mean, look, everyone, everyone knows what the show's about. I yeah. play a tourist and uh, runs into Mick Taylor. You can, you can do the math on, <laughs> on how that goes. On what might happen, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, it was just good because when I sort of left home and away, I felt like I needed to do something different, um, maybe something that was a bit more adult, and um, you really can't get more adult than, uh, than Wolf Creek. So, yeah, doing that. And then also, you know, my wife and I, um, uh, we have a, a film, feature film that's uh, been uh, through two rounds of development at Screen Australia. So we're in the process of, of getting that up. Um, we're hoping to go into production at the end of this year. It's probably unlikely uh, now, but early next year is sort of looking more likely for that. Gee, a brave man making a movie. It's um, the more I speak to people, it, you've really got to want to make that movie to get through all the process. Well, it's been seven you? years. What I mean, I, I've talked about it on a wow. few different podcasts, but I remember when we started because Gemma and I, you know, we had our own production company and we used to make music videos and ads, and you know, we were just like that guerrilla crew that you give us any budget, we'll go out and we'll shoot something <laughs> for you. We thought, how how hard can a movie be? And everyone was like, you wait, and then. <laughs> There's just so many moving parts. Like, there's A, it's so much money, but there's also so many moving parts. Like, you get your private investment together, but then you lose your cast, and then you get your cast, but then your private investors back out, and then you get money from a state funding body, but then they have a change of, you know, uh, the, the, the staff change, and suddenly you're not funded, and it's just, it's just a constant spinning of the plates. Um, I can see 
I have a whole new admiration for films that actually do go into production, but I can see why, you know, it takes producers like 20 years of being in the system before they can finally regularly get stuff up. I think once you make your first one, the next one will be easier because you know the ropes. But there really is no one way to make a film. There is no set prescription. It's just how you do it, you know. And, and so we have... I tell people it's like doing a house inspection blindfolded. you just got to go around opening doors and sometimes you're going to walk into a closet, but other times you'll walk into a room and you just follow that room as far as you can go. Yeah. A um, couple of things before I let you go. Um, yeah. Advertising. You've just done a couple of separate deals for the, the two um, main podcasts. Mm. Yeah, you, you seem to be having a lot of fun with the ads. Yeah. I'd recommend anybody to listen to uh, the current um, Two Guys, One Cup. Yeah. You have a lot of fun. It's the, the, the um, Holden... The Holden, the, Colorado. Holden, Colorado. How could I forget? <laughs> I, I remember the Pope and the Pope-mobile, but, yeah. but I've lost the brand. Well, I think, we're, I think we're over-delivering with the ads. Like, I think they told us we only needed to do like 45 seconds to a minute. Yeah, and I think, this one, I think, you I think this latest right? episode, we did almost 12 minutes to the point where <laughs> one of the producers called us and said, uh, this is dynamic insertion. We only have room for a five-minute spot. <laughs> you guys are doing too much. So we love it, though. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not against advertising, I'm not against branding, but Will and I are firmly of the belief that it has to become part of the show, you know? Like, it has to sort of feel part of the show. And so... Um, you know, we're really happy to have Movement uh, on board and, 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 and Holden and um, there's a few other sponsors who are, who are going to join, which is great. Um, but it's stuff that we feel like we can have some fun with and, and they've re- been very generous in allowing us to do what we do. Sure, sure. And then just a, a podcaster question. Yep. Um, you talked about you record uh, separate tracks on Skype, wherever you are, and if you... Yeah. If you're together, you obviously don't do that. Yeah. But uh, and then they the producer puts them together. When when you're together, what sort of gear have you got? Is it so H6 Zoom H6? Uh-huh. That's so um, yeah. That's our standard recording equipment. So when we're in different countries, Will just records onto his H6. I record onto mine, and then we just upload that file um, to a Dropbox site. Our producer accesses it, and I don't know what software he uses to cut it. I assume it's probably more sophisticated than what we were using when we were doing it ourselves. Yeah. If we even even. But it's great you've got someone you can just give that to, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like whenever people sort of, uh, I mean, we don't get it a lot, but when people get a bit cheeky about the fact that we have advertisers or the Patreon, it's like, well, you wouldn't be getting the show each week if we didn't. Um, you know, Mike Howell is the reason this stuff gets made. Yeah. yeah. Have you had a bit of a kickback at all? Oh, no. There's been some cheeky comments. <laughs> like, I mean, because, you know... You'd be disappointed if there wasn't. Will, Will's catchphrase is always, <laughs> fuck off, it's a free podcast. <laughs> and so people are like, well, you can't exactly say that anymore, can you? So, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look, great. Uh, look, thanks for chatting to us today. No, anytime. Um, t- um, Tofop live yep. Sydney Opera House. Yeah, possibly still a couple of tickets from one. Yeah, uh, so I think one sold out. Yeah, Friday the fifteenth of September is is pretty much sold out. If you're going on your own, you can probably get a, a set on your own. But I think like it's one of those things where it's only like one seat here, one seat there. Sure. Um, there are still tickets available for the show on September sixteenth, but that is selling quite quick. So I'm not sure when you're putting this up. Yeah, um, this will be up pretty much today as we're speaking. Okay, Friday, so yeah, Oz well, yeah, I, I would say that you'd want to get in before the start of next week. It'll probably sell out. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. okay. Thank you. You go legit, mate. It's great to see. <laughs> go legit. <laughs> I love it. Thanks.